If your pastor starts promoting Black Lives Matter, is it time to leave your church? What do some of these terms mean that we hear about in these social justice causes? And how are these things unbiblical? The answers when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in the Word of God, who from one man made every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, that we may seek the Lord, though he is not far from each one of us. Visit www.utt.com for all of our videos. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. So last week we said that we were praying for our friends in California Mm -hmm. after the wonderful law that the governor had passed down saying you're you're not allowed to sing. Yeah, wonderful being sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah, can't sing in church. Or what, what was it? He said houses of worship, but uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, religious like, houses or something like yeah. that. Like there's a lot of Buddhists and Hindus over the weekend that are praying in their, uh, or, singing. or singing, yeah, yeah, in their religious houses. So surely this couldn't pertain to anybody else, mm-hmm. not, not trying to make it look like we're coming after the Christians. Mm-hmm. Yet on Sunday afternoon, I was seeing all kinds of videos on social media of many churches in California that had gathered and were singing on Sunday. Praises to the Lord. Amen. I love it. I wouldn't say that that was, uh, they were doing that in um, like disobedience to the governor. They were doing that in obedience and praise to their God and King. Yeah. The motivation is not to be lawless. (laughs) The motivation is to give God glory. Yes. So anyway, it's beautiful. St- still praying for our friends who live in that totalitarian state of California. We also want to lift up in prayer our friends in Seattle. Oh, Seattle, Washington for this. What happened now? News report just dropped uh, at the time that I'm reading this. It had just come across Twitter like a couple hours ago. OK, but it says a majority of Seattle City Council members now say they agree with a high-level proposal by advocates to defund the police department by 50% and reallocate the dollars to other community needs. So even on the heels of the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone Hmm. and the lawlessness that has been going on in Seattle, they think the answer to that is cut the police department by half. Mm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Of course, we've seen that in Minnesota as well. It's been the same sort of a thing there. Yeah. The lawlessness has been going on in Minneapolis, and yet the decision has been made, defund the police. We're praying for our friends who live in those respective cities. Mm-hmm. We're praying for police officers that they may do their jobs. Definitely. Praying for their families. Yes. Tough decisions to be made. I We're seeing... Um, an increase in the number of officers filing for retirement Mm -hmm. or just resigning and quitting entirely because they can't do their jobs anymore. Yeah. I mean, what's the point in having a job if you can't do it? I might arrest. Exactly. Especially that kind of job because you don't go into that job just for a paycheck. You go into that job to protect. Yeah. To serve and protect. I mean, you are going with an agenda to protect the country you have a lawful a lawful ideology when you become a police officer yeah and yet you're going to be told hey if you arrest somebody you might be doing something illegal that's right you you could be arrested for doing your job Uh, i know who wants to be a police officer under those conditions that's crazy that's really difficult i i love 
our boys in blue, thank you so much for what you do. We're mm-hmm. praying for you and lifting you up. I know that these are difficult times, but continue to seek the Lord in all things. Okay, we've got uh, questions that we want to get to, of course. When we understand the text at gmail.com is our email address. Friday, we address questions from the listeners. And I've got a few here. I think I've pulled out and then some comments from Twitter related to one question. But before we do that, Mm -hmm. we mentioned last week that we got a care package from some friends in Canada. Yes. And we wanted to, like we did with the package that came to us from Australia, we wanted to, uh, to try on the air some of these Canadian treats. Yes. Now, pretty much all of this is sugar, right? It's all sugar. <laughs> um, I, we're not going to try the, the coffee because it's late. Yeah, that's at you this anyway. Hour. Yeah. But, um, and it is me. But um, we decided that we were going to try a couple or a few, a few of the, the goodies okay. in there. So, um, well, the Mars bar that I see in there, that's not a. That's not an exclusively Canadian thing, but it is a long time since I've had a Mars bar. Yeah. I used to live in Pennsylvania, the that part of uh, the U.S., oh, okay, the Northeast. Yeah. They have Mars bars. You can't find them out here in Kansas, nope, though. No, I've never had one. I guess that's a regionally distributed thing. I guess so. But oh. it's been a long time since I've had a Mars bar. I'm looking forward to, even though I'm not really a candy bar guy. So these are from Cynthia and Jen. Oh, we're going we're gonna to start with the Mars bar? Sure. Okay. Since you've already had one. No, I haven't. No, not today. <laughs> You're oh, so <laughs> silly. <laughs> You're opening the package. I didn't even... You can't even accuse me of sneaking one of these. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Is this a dark chocolate thing? It's been a long time since I've had one. I have no idea. Well, aren't these like Milky Ways? I no, Milky know. Way and, and Three Musketeers are, the, are like the same candy bar. Okay, here we go. Mars bar. Ready? What are you looking at me for? Milky Way and Three yeah, Musketeers? The Milky Way and the Three Musketeers bar. They're like the same candy bar. No. What's the difference? The the one has like nugget fluff. Yeah, they both have nugget fluff. No, okay. <laughs> one has caramel. <laughs> okay, one has caramel and one doesn't. Caramel? <laughs> However. <laughs> it depends on how I use it in a sentence, how I say it. All right, here we go. Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's almost the same. That's almost the same as like a Milky Way. Yeah, it is almost a Milky Way. That's awesome. Except I would say the, what, the nougat? Is that what you call that? I don't know. <laughs> the little fluffy part in the there. The fluffy part. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little darker in the Mars bar than it is in the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Tastes a little richer. Little Richard. All right. So yummy. Okay. I'm going to set that off to the side. So next. I can't just be sitting here eating candy. Mm. Thank you, thank you for that, guys. But uh, I don't, I don't taste anything uniquely Canadian there. This is definitely uniquely Canadian. These are Smarties, but they're not Smarties like the tart candy. They're not U.S. Smarties. Yeah, it's not U.S. Smarties. So these are Canadian Smarties. Because when you call somebody a Smartie in the U.S., it means something different than when you call somebody a Smartie in. In Canada, apparently, these um, on the on the thing it says candy coated milk chocolate. All right, here so we go. It sounds like an M and M. It's it looks like an M M&M. and M. The kids have already dived into these, and they said it's kind of like an M and M, but better. But the candy coating is harder than an M and M. Okay, let's try. So, hmm, 
I'm sure everybody appreciates hearing our crunching. Crunch, crunch, <laughs> crunch. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just not a candy guy anyway. You're so. not. You want another? <laughs> uh, not really, but I'll eat it. <laughs> I got to make sure that like I'm not tasting too much of the Mars bar. I know. That's the... what I was thinking, too. I should have swished. The... Yeah. But all I got is I got my tea over here. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't really go with chocolate. No, it doesn't. Let's give myself a swig. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Blah. <laughs> that is, yeah. So, what do you want? <laughs> Not for a compliment. What do you want for your last one? Um, okay, what do I want for the last one? Uh, I thought we had decided. Let's see. The uh, What's a teaser? We have teasers. It is... Um, Wonder Bar. That's Cadbury. Nestle Coffee Crisp. I don't know. Twix. Just regular Twix. But our Twix Mr. doesn't have Bay. French on it. And then we have I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> Wonderbar. Wonderbar. It's pronounced Wonderbar. Wonderbar. Let's do a Wonderbar. Okay. Oh, that's Cadbury. And? Oh, no. Mr. Well, yeah. Mr. Big is Cadbury, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They that had, just doesn't seem Canadian. Um. Well, they've had... Is Cadbury Canadian? They have sent me one previously, and it had a whole bunch of Cadbury eggs in it. I'm going to look this up. Where is Cadbury located? I think it's in Ireland. No, it's in the UK. Is it? Well, that's Ireland. <laughs> um, no. Let's see. London, England. Headquarters is uh, in London. All right. the UK part, right? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it's kind of Canadian. I mean, aren't they under the queen? Over in the, on the other side of the pond. I've never been over there, so I'm sorry. Here we go. This is the Vanderbar. Vanderbar. Even has like a Viking helmet on it. It does. Mmm. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's got like a peanut butter flavor. Mm-hmm. Kind of crunchy, kind of not. I like it's that. It's almost I'll... like a chewy um, butterfinger. Mmm. I don't know. It tastes more peanut buttery than that. True. I mean, Butterfinger has that anyway, but this this is a little more maybe like a little the, more peanut the, to it. The peanut butter um, Halloween candies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to compare that to. Uh, a lighter Reese's peanut butter cup, maybe. Mm, not as strong. Not as sweet. Yeah. Uh, let's that was see. Yummy. Okay, thank you, friends in Canada. Definitely hit the spot. Well, yes, for Becky because mm -hmm. they. They uh, know how to touch her taste buds. Just give her some <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Let's get to our questions here. This first one comes from... Oh, I didn't even write the name down. That's okay. It's probably supposed to be anonymous. Hello, Pastor Gabe. A few weeks ago, my pastor has a conversation, had a conversation with a few other pastors from around the area about the issue of race. My pastor and another pastor came out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Ugh, still have a lot of chocolate on my on my tongue here. <laughs> on your Telling the church that the movement is a good thing and we should be supporting it too. Later on that day, my family and I saw the second pastor on the news at a Black Lives Matter protest doing an interview in support of the movement. What should I do? I'm kind of devastated and discouraged by this. It feels like the world is beginning to creep into my church. 
I don't agree with what was said and have been praying about this for weeks, but I haven't found an answer. Is this something I need to consider leaving my church over? Sorry if the question feels jumbled. I don't know how to get all the thoughts and questions I'm having into one email. Thank you for all you do and your response. Solideo Gloria. So the question being, is Black Lives Matter, my church's acceptance of Black Lives Matter, something that I need to consider leaving my church over? Maybe. Hmm. But I would say that when it comes to your concerns about all this, you really do need to talk to your pastor about it. Definitely. And you need to express to him why you think this is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you leave your terms undefined, then it's going to sound like, you know, the, the way that the the conversation might sound to an outsider who doesn't yet have an established understanding of what these terms are, like what the Black Lives Matter movement is. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you what terms you're talking about. Right. So like if, if, uh, if you're saying, I don't support Black Lives Matter, and your pastor is saying, well, I do, to an outside observer, just think of, uh, of it from the perspective of somebody who's listening in on the conversation and doesn't know what these things are. Then it's going to sound like you just said, well, I don't think black lives matter. <laughs> right. know, something like that. Right. And the pastor is saying, I do believe black lives matter. The, the two of you, even you and your pastor might be arguing about something different. You may have an understanding of what black lives matter is that he doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And the understanding that he has of black lives matter may be completely acceptable, but he right. lacks discernment. In, in the movement part of it, right? Yeah, right, exactly. In the movement part. Yeah. The phrase itself, sure. I mean, I would say it's still identity politics and it's still divisive. Mm -hmm. When you start saying black lives matter, but you're not allowed to say white lives matter or, or all, all lives, lives matter. matter. When those statements become taboo, that that's really or kind of a... blue lives matter. Yeah, yeah, blue lives matter. That's kind of a point where you can sit back and stroke your chin and go, okay, why, why is that bad? Mm -hmm. Why is it bad for me to say all lives matter? Mm -hmm. So we need to define our terms. And the easiest way to do this would be to approach your pastor with the Black Lives Matter website. Go to blacklivesmatter.com. Click on about... Let's see. I'm going to check on this here about click on what we believe. And there you've got everything from these three feminist liberal women mm -hmm. when they created this term Black Lives Matter and started this movement and what they present here. This is not a hijacking of the Black Lives Matter movement. This is the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. J.D. Greer, when he was explaining why we as a Southern Baptist denomination need to be embracing of Black Lives Matter. He said, now there are some political operatives out there who have hijacked the movement and turned it into some liberal thing. No, on the contrary, there are some conservatives who are trying to hijack the movement and make it into something conservative. Mm -hmm. The Black Lives Matter movement itself is completely liberal. Yeah. And here's some of the things that on their website, they say that they believe and they want to uh, they want to establish through this movement. They're using uh, the racial politics to usher in things that are completely contrary to what we as biblical Christians should be preaching and upholding. Mm -hmm. For example, we dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private, even as they participate in public justice work. That, what does that mean? <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, they're feminists, so they're against patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And a patriarchy is the understanding that the man is the head of the household and needs to be providing for his family. Yeah. Needs to be leading and providing for the home. And yet they say in their mission statement that they're against anything that is patriarchal. The next statement that they make, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Notice that fathers aren't even mentioned there. Not at all. Mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Why would you not even mention fathers? That statement begins with, we disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure. In other words, uh, you know, they use a lot of jargon there, but they're saying that we're... They kick ag- out the fathers. That's right. We're against the traditional family. Dads don't need them. They're not part of the family anymore. Hmm. So we're going to disrupt that. This, this is this this is a disruption of the family. And if you are for black lives, if you believe black lives matter, you absolutely must promote that men stand up and be men, mm-hmm. that they love the women that uh, that I, I wanted to say. I, I don't know how I was going to come into that. <laughs> Husbands need to love their wives. I was going to say, I was going to say men need to love the women that they got pregnant. Yeah. They need to marry them. Yeah. They need to get married. Right. Stop having children out of wedlock. Yes. This, this uh, uh, fatherlessness is rampant among those who are black. Mm. And we cannot ignore that that is a problem within black America. Mm-hmm. That needs to be addressed. You might have seen the video that's been circulating of Don Lemon. I think it was back in 2013. Yeah, Don Lemon. Like that, yeah. yeah, who is the uh, one of the anchors at CNN. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he addresses this this is not the voice of Don Lemon anymore. Right. But one of the things he's addressing on the news is fatherlessness among blacks. Yeah. And he says, "Fathers, love your kids. Get married. Stay committed to your family." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on liberal CNN. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years ago. What happened to that news organization? Not seven years ago. In seven years. Uh, That is not the voice of that you would hear coming from Don Lemon anymore. You wouldn't hear anything like that. He's totally into the partisan politics now and promoting the Black Lives Matter movement. And he even expresses Black Lives Matter as something that it's not. Which is so interesting because up there it says, we build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. Right. And yet, <laughs> they're building so, a space that's free from sexism, but that's sexism. I know. <laughs> I just don't understand why guys are for this at all. Right. Why are any men backing this at all? It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It's because the men, they don't want the responsibility. It's like, fine. Yeah, you women want to want to take care of it, and we can have sex with no strings attached sure let's do that that's why you've got men behind it or now let me back off that a little bit or in the case of this pastor that we're talking about Mm -hmm. he just doesn't know what the movement stands for all he's going by is a phrase he hears black lives matter and he agrees with that yes black lives matter yeah and so i'm going to do what i can in my part to uh, agree with that. Acknowledge that. Encourage my people to say that Black Lives Matter. That oh man, this is just such manipulation. It is. It's very manipulative. On the extreme. Right. So, like the next value that they have here on this on this list, we foster a queer affirming network. 
When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all the world are heterosexual, unless she, he, or they disclose otherwise. <laughs> I mean, this is this is hijacking the civil rights movement of the 1960s mm-hmm. and turning it into something that is going to be inclusive of the LGBTQ agenda. Yeah, definitely. And everything that is the social justice movement of the 21st century is like this, by the way. Like, we'll we'll use that term social justice and think that we're talking about loving your neighbor. Well, no, that's loving your neighbor. That's right. not the social justice movement. Right. Everything that's tied into social justice and this movement, the way that it's being taught in secular colleges and universities, all of it is interconnected with LGBTQ rights and that homosexual agenda. Mm-hmm. All of it is interconnected. So you can love the terms Black Lives Matter, social justice, but if you're waving that flag, you're helping their cause. Right. And that's something... Or if you're wearing that t-shirt. Right. That That's something that you need to know and be able to articulate gently. Mm-hmm. Now, consider this uh, to the person who wrote this email. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we are told that different people have different spiritual gifts. We're all different parts of the same body, but we're helping the body to grow into the head who is Christ Jesus, Uh, an explanation we get also in Ephesians chapter four. Right now, I'm in 1 Corinthians 12, where it says this. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. That's important. We call that the gift of discernment. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Now, I read that to you because it appears that on this particular issue, you have had access to uh, some sound teachers who have helped you to understand why this movement is a problem and why it's antithetical to Christianity. Mm -hmm. The Lord has blessed you with that. Definitely. And the Holy Spirit of God has opened your eyes and ears to see why this movement is a problem and why it goes against biblical Christianity. Mm -hmm. You need to use your gift of discernment to now go to your pastor and explain to him why it's a problem that he's partnered with this and he's also partnering with other churches and ministers that seem to have dived headlong into mm. uh, these these social justice causes. Now, whatever they're doing in their church, save that for another time. Right now, right. you're just focusing on the body of believers that you're with right. and you're a part of and helping to grow. The Lord has shown you something through the Spirit and understanding why these things are a problem and how it can be very, very damaging to your church. Pulling the people's focus away from heavenly things and instead being driven by worldly philosophies. Mm-hmm. In Colossians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul strictly urges the Colossians to not be led astray by plausible arguments. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Black Lives Matter, on the surface, sounds like a plausible argument. Right. Well, yeah, if they say they're being discriminated against and oppressed, well, I want to help build them up. But praise the Lord for the internet this time. 
for, <laughs> for everything is right in front of you. That's right. Uh, there are some great podcasts you might be able to direct your pastor toward, including Just Thinking mm-hmm. with Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker. Mm-hmm. You have Vody Bacham. Vody Bacham. Some great sermons on there. In fact, the latest blog that I wrote responding to Phil Vischer's Holy Post video mm-hmm. has tons of resources at the bottom of oh, that yeah. blog. Yeah. So go there. you got a lot of different videos that you can access. And again, don't beat him over the head with it, but ask to have a conversation. Express your concerns with this. I understand why you think that we need to embrace this and why it's a good thing to embrace it. But what we're doing is we're actually waving a flag of cultural Marxism. And the women that have started Black Lives Matter have fully acknowledged that they are Marxists. The interview that came out three weeks ago or something like this, I think I even posted the article on the What Facebook page mm-hmm. from the uh, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter who said two of us are trained Marxists. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know to what extent that means, uh, but it does mean that they understand the ideology of Marxism, which is completely contrary to bi- uh, biblical truth. Right. It very much devalues human beings and... Uh, 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 opens the door to tyranny mm-hmm. is what it does. So these persons understand Marxist ideologies and they're trying to use Black Lives Matter to push this on our nation. And we can't have any part in that. So this is something that you can take to your pastor and help him to understand. Don't just write it off. You know, you ask the question, is this something that I need to consider leaving my church over? You need to assess that according to the environment in which you, right. You're worshiping with this body of believers. Definitely. We don't have enough information right. to help you make that decision. And there could be some other people in your church that are just as concerned about this as you are. Very true. Listen yeah. for those voices. See if there's somebody else that's concerned and so that you might have somebody else who can go with you. To clarify, that does not mean to start gossiping. Yeah, don't do that. Right. Just to... Go to the go to the person that you have the problem with. Mm-hmm. That's the instruction we have in Matthew eighteen fifteen. Yes. If you have a disagreement with your brother, go to your brother and show him his fault just between the two of you. And if he agrees with you, then you've won your brother. Start there. Exactly. Let's begin there. Yes. You do have a concern with your pastor and embracing these things and preaching it to the church. Show him. Simply show him. Go to the website. Use some of those resources that I mentioned to you that you can educate yourself and direct him to these things so that he might see what you've seen, Mm -hmm. what the Lord has revealed to you. And we'll be praying for you. I hope that uh, uh, that kinder brotherly heads prevail. Yes. In the midst of these concerns, which are no doubt serious concerns that exist within the church. But we do need to define our terms. That's very, very important. Yes. And I also want to point out that he did a good job. He I believe so. I didn't write the name down. The person yes. <laughs> that wrote in did a very good job of praying and doing a diligent mm-hmm. uh, time of praying. That's important as well. So prayer. Good, good job. Yep. Yeah. Praying for Keep wisdom. That up. Yeah. Studying your Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, be able to even go to the scriptures and and understand these things from uh, a biblical understanding. On the subject of defining your terms, there was something that I stated on Twitter just a couple of days ago, and I said this. I gave a list of various and connecting worldviews. All of these different things are, are interconnected, and I said that these are incompatible with biblical Christianity. So here's what I said. LGBTQ 
leftism, Marxism, socialism, feminism, Darwinism, communism, transgenderism, the Me Too movement, the social justice movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, critical race theory and intersectionality. These philosophies or religions are incompatible with biblical Christianity. So there was a few responses to that I wanted to respond to here. Drew from California said white supremacy, American exceptionalism, nationalism, neo-Nazism, conservatism or conservatism. (laughs) These are also incompatible with biblical Christianity as well. Well, once again, we have to define our terms. So let me go back first and define my terms. And then let me look at Drew uh, and and the things that he had expressed there. Mm -hmm. So LGBTQ, we know what that means. Mm hmm. It's lesbianism, genital mutilation, buggery, transvestite, cross-dressing, and any quasi-normal sexual behavior that otherwise is not normal. (laughs) Okay. That's how I define uh, LGBTQ. I wondered about that. Yes, we know it means lesbianism, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and then you'll have a little plus sign. So, Mm. yeah, any other thing that we can't. It's it's our altar to an unknown god. It's inclusion. All-inclusive. Yeah, the all-inclusive, except for. And yet it's not. Except for heterosexuality, right. Yeah, we don't include that one. Then the next one was leftism, which basically is the political views and policies of the left. Right. Marxism, the teachings of Karl Marx. Socialism, the state controls the production, distribution, and exchange of goods. That's as opposed to capitalism. And capitalism, by the way, we've argued this before, but capitalism is biblical. Mm -hmm. It can definitely be handled unbiblically, but capitalism is an understanding that you own your own personal property that you possessed and you earned by your own hard work and investment. Mm-hmm. And you even have that opportunity to invest further and expand on your capital. Right. That's biblical. That the is. Scripture instructs us to do that and even to uh, be good stewards of that which the Lord has given to us. Instruction we have in Scripture, the Apostle Paul said, let the thief no longer steal but work so that he may have something that he may give to those in need. Mm-hmm. That's capitalism that allows us and gives us the chance to be able to do that. Capitalism, you know, by definition, is just simply capital. It's owning and possessing capital Mm -hmm. and having that uh, chance to be able to invest in and expand on the capital. I did not include Darwinism, but that's something that should have been on that list as well. Oh, yeah. Darwinism. Of course, the teachings of Charles Darwin, but that's interconnected with everything on there. Feminism. Now, that one's tough to define because some might say feminism is, well, just simply the, the fight for the rights of women. Mm-hmm. That's what it used to mean. Yeah. Maybe I could have defined this a little bit more as being third wave feminism. Ah, but yes. even third wave feminism doesn't have a clear definition. So here's how we're defining feminism. Postmodernist attitudes about womanhood, gender, sexuality, femininity, and masculinity. And that's not just a definition I made up. That came from Britannica. Oh, that's know. That's their definition of feminism. But when you add in that word postmodernist... You're even stating in there that this is really a very ambiguous term and it can mean whatever you want it to mean because a postmodernist denies the existence of facts. Hmm. Your truth is your truth. Right. That drives me crazy. Right. But see, even that in itself is anti-biblical. We know that there is a truth. Mm -hmm. We know that Jesus is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by him. And we know that God himself has defined what a man and a woman is. So this feminism idea that that women need to uh, uh, fight for their rights and define their own you know thing, which is always according to a leftist perspective, feminism is leftist. Mm-hmm. It's pro-abortion. It's pro-LGBTQ. All those things are tied in with feminism. So hence, 
it's very easy to look at that and know this is anti-biblical. Mm-hmm. We should not be embracing a concept of feminism. Right. Communism, or as James White has defined it, socialism with guns. Ah. <laughs> It advocates for class war and the control of property by force. Hmm. So it's yeah. simply taking that the state owns everything and redistrib- uh, redistributes it. And now we're forcing, forcefully taking everything from you and redistributing it as as we see. Gotcha. And, and communism is Marxism. They're both the same. Yeah, same yeah. thing. It comes from Karl Marx, among the other ideologues that came up with this. Transgenderism, identifying oneself by a sex other than the one you were born with. And then you have... The Me Too movement, the social justice movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, which we've talked about already, critical race theory and intersectionality. I won't go into all of those, but to clarify, I did define those as the movement, Mm. not just simply saying social justice. Right. But the social justice movement, the movement itself. Right. So then you come to Drew's response where he says that white supremacy, American exceptionalism, nationalism, neo-Nazism and conservatism. I did that again. Yep, you did. Are also incompatible (laughs) with biblical Christianity. Well, let's define those terms again. Got to define your terms. Mm -hmm. White supremacy. That's one of those terms where I've heard multiple definitions to white supremacy. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people will say that the traditional family is white supremacist. Mm-hmm. That's that that would come from the Black Lives Matter website. Yeah, they would say that that is a white Western structure of the family and we hate it and we want to tear it down. Yeah, they would call that white supremacist. I mean, I've even heard of front lawns being white supremacy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, um, that's interesting. Some of the articles that exist out there. Let me pull this up. Phil Johnson shared this the other day. Phil Johnson of Grace to You. And I retweeted it so that I would have it. Mm-hmm. But now it's probably lost in my Twitter somewhere. Let me let me find it here. So he posted somebody who gave like a list of all these things that have been marked out as racist. Yeah, she is a, um, a it, parody yeah, account. It's a parody site. But she said it all funny. Titania McGrath. Titania McGrath. Mm-hmm. Is there? Anyway, so she has, let's see, uh, the Masters Golf Tournament is racist. The Master Bedroom is racist. The, let's see, uh, Statues of Jesus are racist. I have a problem with Statues of Jesus anyway, but not not the same thing. Chess. Chess is racist. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, if you look, she lists them. You don't have to look at the pictures. Gandhi is racist. But you like pictures. I like pictures. The Simpsons are racist. Of course, they're all yellow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, milk milk is racist roads are racist mm-hmm. band-aids we've heard that one that one's been around for a little while the coronavirus is racist orcs in the lord of the rings yes they're racist rice uncle ben's rice, rice that's racist anyway so you just have this ongoing list of racist things and one of the comments that i've made is if this is what we're finding that's racist then racism is apparently not as big a problem as we think it is when you have to go trying to find racism in all this stuff that's not actually racist, yeah, then you want there to be racism. Yeah. It doesn't mean there actually is racism. And then, of course, when a real case of racism happens, nobody cares. And we call this a parody site, but she was listing actual articles labeling things as racist or white supremacist. Right. There's a white supremacist mentality that's created all of these racist structures and things like that in our particular culture so again you have to define your terms this is very simply what white supremacy is it's the belief that white skin is superior to every other skin color Mm -hmm. there's also black supremacy 
And you will hear that that black people cannot be racist. Mm -hmm. That's reverse racism. And it isn't possible. Only white people are racist. Black people can't be racist because they're the ones being oppressed. These are and I'm not making this up. These are definitions that come from the social justice textbook, which I made reference to in that that blog that I mentioned earlier that I wrote uh, in response to Phil Vischer. It's all getting me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I know Becky is not all that into this, but I mean, hey. Like uh, the question we got earlier about, hey, this is coming into my church. What do I do about it? It's it's all over the place and we need to know how to respond. And I would, again, tell you this is the lesson that we're putting forth in this episode of the broadcast. Anyway, define your terms. Yes. Talk about defined terms. The next one he mentioned was American exceptionalism. This was a term. I don't really know what American exceptionalism means, to tell you the truth. But this was a term that was first used by Joseph Stalin. Okay. The, the Soviet Union leader mm-hmm. to define America as not Marxist. That's really all he was saying. American exceptionalism is not Marxism. Okay. And if that's going to be our definition of American exceptionalism, then I don't have a problem with that. That's true. <laughs> that's right. There's And there's certainly nothing wrong as Americans with wanting to uphold an American way of life. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. We have certain values that have led to a lot of prosperity in our, in, in our nation. Mm-hmm. And the Lord instructed Israel in Jeremiah 29 to... Pray for the welfare of the nation to which I have exiled you. Because where they're wealthy, you benefit from that as well. And I think that even as Christians, whatever nation that we're exiled to, whether you're listening to me from the United States or another country in the world, Mm -hmm. we should want the welfare of the nation in which we exist, that we pray for kings and those who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Mm -hmm. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That's that instruction there in first Timothy two is the same as the instruction in Jeremiah 29. Pray for the welfare of your captors where their welfare goes good with them. It goes good with you as well. So there's nothing wrong with if that's our definition of American exceptionalism. Nothing wrong with that. Next uh, uh, term that he put on there is nationalism. Now, nationalism has two definitions. The second definition is new. The first definition, which really is the traditional definition of nationalism, advocacy for or commitment to the political independence of a nation or people. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I was going to say there's. If we're Americans and we're proud to be Americans, you would call that nationalism. Yeah. But there's a new definition that has emerged and you cannot you can't automatically assume that everybody's going to go with you on this definition of the word. The other definition of nationalism is the same as racism. Oh, it's like where one race is better Uh, than the other races. Okay. Well, nationalism is one nation is better than the other nations. That. Wow. That's complete turn. So like, I could agree with you on, yeah, nationalism, great. And then, whoa, 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 what did I just get into? Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, even by that definition, I would still say there's a certain degree of that which I agree with. I think America is better than the other nations. <laughs> I'm an American. You might, you might be a little biased. Yeah, that's right. I'm an American. If we're going to play somebody in soccer, I'm still going to be rooting for America. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that kind of nationalism. Nobody can blame me for that. But if you're talking about that in the respect of like, I'm an American and I'm better than an Australian, mm. you know, then that would be, that's not see, that's right. wrong. But yeah. that, but you would still say racism is probably more the, the problem there than nationalism. True. It's just another word 
Like we're going to we're going to hijack this word and use it to express hate. (laughs) But that anyway, it's not what nationalism means. The other uh, term neo-Nazism, which is simply seeking to revive the ideology of the Nazi party. Okay. Of course, that's evil. Yeah. Conservatism. I did that uh, wrong again. Conservatism which is a commitment to traditional values and ideas. So I responded to Drew and I said, the only two things on that list that would be incompatible with biblical Christianity are white supremacy and neo-Nazism. Mm-hmm. The rest of those, I, it, you know, it kind of depends. Conservative, uh, conservatism, what are you conserving? Yeah. If the value that you're conserving is bad, well, then that would be bad. But conservatism itself is not bad. Yeah. There's nothing inherently evil about American exceptionalism, nationalism, or conservatism. Hey, I got it right that time. Hey, I said it right. Hey, finally. The, uh, let's, let me go down to another comment here. This I was going to say as we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're moving on. Ryan from Texas said, I thought part of the idea behind Me Too is to provide empathetic solidarity and support to sexual assault victims. Can you explain more about how this movement is incompatible with biblical Christianity? And then Adiola from Canada said similarly, I agree with almost everything on the list, but I'd like to know the Christian objections to the Me Too movement. Does anyone have a link to an article or thread? Well, here's the problem with the Me Too movement and why it's incompatible with biblical Christianity, because it embraces this idea of believe all women Mm -hmm. and it shuns due process. Due process is innocent until proven guilty, the right to a fair trial, that there would be no unjust punishment. Right. And what the Me Too movement does is when a woman steps up and says, this man has done this to me. It handicaps the man. That's right. That We're supposed to automatically believe the woman and suspect the man. Mm-hmm. But that's not due process. And scripture is very clear as to how we're to handle any kind of matters concerning witnesses. So Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 19, starting in verse 15, I'm going to read this whole paragraph here. So this is going through verse 21. A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses shall a charge be established. If a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to do to his brother. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and the rest shall hear and fear and shall never again commit any such evil among you. Your eye shall not pity. It shall be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Then there's the laws in Deuteronomy 22 that deal with rape and sexual immorality. Evidence can be a witness, but it still must be on the evidence of two or three witnesses. It can't be he said, she said. Then there are the laws like in Leviticus where it talks about how you will not accept a bribe against the poor or you will not even favor the poor in your judgments. But everybody is to be treated equally. Everyone is to have uh, uh, equal judgment concerning matters related to law and the uh the me too movement does not do that you know as as we've been talking about even the black lives matter movement 
What we would be advocating for, apart from the Black Lives Matter movement, we would still desire equality and justice for all people. Oh, definitely. And that those justice matters would be exercised equally. If you ever see a matter of injustice where somebody is not receiving right justice, justice according to what the word of God says, Mm -hmm. then we as Christians should take a stand against injustice. I agree. Proverbs chapter 31 says, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth for the mute and judge righteously. Yeah, we should do that. That's important to do that. But even if we were to reform our system of law to be equal, and it's never going to be. No. Even if the the laws we're on the in books a fallen world exactly right. Even even if the laws on the books, you could say this law applies to a white person just as much to a black person, just as much to a brown person mm. or a yellow or red or plaid person. If you could say that that law applies to every person equally, you're still going to have injustice that's going to occur because of the sin that exists in our world. Yeah. People are sinful and fallen and wicked. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be times in which injustice happens. Sometimes that's going to be caught and we're going to do something about it. But other times... People are going to be treated unjustly and you honestly, you just have to go on living life. Mm -hmm. You have to continue to give praise to God. You have to continue to have an attitude like Joseph had in Genesis 50, 20, where he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, Mm -hmm. that it might draw you closer to the Lord and you give him praise for his justice and desire that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And a day is coming in which Christ is going to return and all that injustice is going to disappear. <sighs> Everybody will receive justice. No one will receive injustice. Mm-hmm. When Christ returns, everybody gets justice. No one gets injustice. Yes. Does that mean everybody's saved? No. no. The people who are in Christ are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus to be received by faith. So we enter into heaven and eternal life with God because of the justice that Christ has purchased with his blood. Mm -hmm. But those who are not in Christ are not covered by the blood of the lamb and the justice that they will receive will be the punishment for their sins. And they will be forever separated from God and cast into a place of eternal torment with the devil and his angels because they they followed in the way of Satan rather than in the way of God. If you are in Christ, you follow in the way of God. If you are not in Christ, you are a son of the devil. Right. Exactly as Jesus put it in uh, John chapter 8. So ultimately in the end, at the great judgment, everybody's going to get justice. If you are in Christ, you are justified. You receive eternal life in heaven. If you are not in Christ, you are punished to eternal torment and hell. Mm-hmm. And that's the message. That's the message of the gospel. We have to continue to proclaim regardless of where every, where every, uh, bleh, where all of this goes. Right. <laughs> Cause again, you could make society a utopia, but you still got a bunch of people that are heading to hell mm-hmm. since you're not preaching the gospel, which alone has the power to save. Right. Not our just laws in this nation. Right. But the gospel of Christ. Cause we can't be good people. Yeah, you could keep all the laws perfectly and you're still condemned. Yeah. I mean, how did Jesus talk to the Pharisees? Because <laughs> they were the ones that kept the law, right? Yeah. And so. he said he said in Matthew 5, your righteousness has to be better than the Pharisees. Exactly. If you want to enter the kingdom of God. Exactly. But the good news is, if we're in Christ, we do have a righteousness Precisely. greater than that of the Pharisees. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And that's, that's the righteousness of Christ. <sighs> Makes you just be happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that we have to take the message of the gospel with us. Otherwise, just doing these social causes like the what we call the social gospel, where you take social causes mm-hmm. and you say that this is what's exercising the gospel. We just do good for people. That's not going to that's not going to change anybody's life. Now, we are absolutely supposed to love our neighbor. Uh-huh. But that's called loving your neighbor. That's not called social justice. Right. <laughs> As Vody Bauckham has said in the Bible, justice never has an adjective. Mm-hmm. Something is either just or it is unjust. Mm-hmm. But there's not social justice. Right. That, that's true. That term, by the way, its origin is in the Roman Catholic Church. Hmm. It doesn't have its origin in biblical Christianity. Justice is justice. Injustice is injustice. There's no such thing as social justice. Intriguing. Yes. This next comment here, this came from Kathy. And I I think I know where she's going with this, but I kind of like the comment. She said, doesn't the second half of the list fall under the first categories? So like the second half of the list being like um, the Me Too movement, social justice movement. Black Lives Matter movement, critical race theory and intersectionality, that all falls under leftism, Marxism, socialism, feminism, Darwinism. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like that. that. That made sense. She said, I've often said that the isms are a form of the mark of the beast. Man's desires for sometimes good things like justice, when they fall short of submitting to the authority of Christ, movements that are void of God, negate life. Do you get what she's saying there? Hmm. I thought it was a good comment. So a man, a man can desire something that on the surface looks right. Yeah. Like we want justice. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Black Lives Matter. But when it falls short of submitting to the authority of Christ, it actually goes against life Mm -hmm. rather than values life and wants to uphold and protect life. Yeah. So you think, uh, you know, something else that the Black Lives Matter movement values is abortion. Mm -hmm. They value abortion. They do. Therefore, black lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's only certain black lives that matter for their political cause. That's right. it. But and not, obviously men's black lives don't matter. And men's black lives don't matter. Yeah. Men are not invited or to this black table. Black men's lives. Black men's lives. The, the men's lives whose skin are black. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sorry. Whatever the proper... Uh, uh, Wordage. Yeah. Verbiage plural form of that is supposed to be grammarized yeah blacks <laughs> blacks men's man's lives matter <laughs> we're probably making some people cringe <laughs> stop guys don't do it anymore uh this next one's from Sorry. van in california it is more like multiple religious movements denominations and or parts of the pantheon under one loose religion like Hinduism, loosely connected philosophies, movements, and expressions. I agree with that. So basically, the list of everything that I made there, it's like, it's all just part of the same mm-hmm. umbrella. Yeah. You might be right. Hence why I said these philosophies or religions are incompatible with biblical Christianity. We need to be wise to that. And we need to understand why those things are incompatible. Um, I was just going to say... Something and I can't. You were. You I were going to say something and now you forgot. Hang on a second. <laughs> we're hanging on, folks. Where's my Jeopardy theme? I'm going to get that playing here. Okay, so it was about it was about her comment. Um, Kathy's comment. Yeah, before Vans. Okay. Um, she said. Doesn't the second half of the list fall under the first categories? No, about the short. Um, when it falls short, um, of submitting to the authority of Christ. Okay, when these ideas that we might otherwise think are good 
falls short of submitting to the authority of Christ, mm-hmm. it negates life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on that on that thought, I was thinking that um, it's it's the same thing as uh, people take what God has made for good mm-hmm. and turn it for bad. Oh yeah, and it, and what God has meant for good and why we're drawn to it is because we have good intentions and then when Christ is not part of it, it's not good intentions anymore. You know, it becomes it becomes very selfish. Right. And and self absorbed and whatever else you want to call it. Sinclair Ferguson says that we should call sin sin and call it for what it is. If it's greed, call it greed. If it's sexual immorality, call it sexual immorality. It just, it makes you fall short. It really does. And it takes out the life of everything. When you when you, you misapply something God created to be good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree with her comment on that. And I think that was, that was very good. Yes. Yeah, there are some wonderful good things in this world that God gave to us to enjoy to be good. Yes. Uh, the Apostle Paul told Timothy that uh, everything is good if it is received with thanksgiving and with prayer. Right. So if we do it right, it is good. Yes. So there are good things, and we should be grateful, even in the midst of all this chaos and complete upside-down li- way of life at the moment. Um for some, it may have gone back to normal, but for a lot of us, it hasn't yet um, with COVID going on and everything. But right now, just know that there are good things in the world, and we may not see the people like we used to, but now you can hear the birds. Now you can see the wildlife because the wildlife is starting to come back in and be more, at least I've noticed that because the things have quieted down mm-hmm. a bit more that you can hear things a bit better. Yeah. And you might be able to see the stars when you couldn't before because of all the smog. And Yeah, in some of those cities, that's right. Because yeah. there's not as much traffic anymore, so there's less smog. Right. So go enjoy what God has given to us and given to us in in this point in life when we wouldn't have been able to a year ago. And give him praise and thanks. Do it properly, the way we're instructed to do in the Bible. Amen. So, that's all. Do all things to the glory and praise of God our King. Amen. To the praise of His glorious grace. Remember the gospel. Never forget the gospel. For, as Romans 1.16 says, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Mm -hmm. Not our justice causes, not our hashtag campaigns. Right. (laughs) Not social media. Right. Which can be used for good, just like Becky was saying. It can. Something else that can be used for good, but can also be used for evil. Mm-hmm. But uh, be in submission to Christ in all things and give him the glory. Amen. Let's conclude with prayer. Yes. Sir. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these times that we can be together and discuss your word. What justice is according to how you have defined it. What you have called good. What you have called righteous. And may that be our pursuit and our desire that we not try to please people in this world, that we not fear man, but we look to our God who is in heaven. We look to your word, your commands, your instructions that have been given to us, and we walk in the way and after the pattern of Christ who gave himself for us, who lived 
perfectly, died on the cross for our sins, rose again from the grave so that whoever believes in him will not perish under the judgment of God that is coming against all unrighteousness. And everybody is guilty of that. We have all sinned against God. Whether we are a person who has oppressed someone else or we have been oppressed by someone else, all have sinned and everyone needs the gospel, the victim and the victimizer. The only solution we're going to have to the world's ills, to this problem of sin, to evil that spreads throughout this wicked and crooked generation, the only resolution that we get is the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we not forget the gospel. It is, it is the true way of healing. It is the true way to justice. It is the only way to eternal life. Forgive us our sins. Help us to forgive those who sin against us. And may we not fall into temptation, but we desire the righteousness of God that you have defined according to your word. Give safety to our police officers, wisdom to our governing officials, but in all things, we submit to the King of all kings, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. trying it now well no but i mean are you gonna do you know what we're gonna pull out of here not really i was gonna do like a uh here (laughs) a grab bag of canadian treats sure why not that's just regular twix yeah that's not there's nothing unique about that as a twix no it just says it in french (laughs) okay it's got french on it yep what was this? This was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to try that. That's actually uh, pretty good. I know, but it's just straight chocolate. I don't need... It is. I don't need just plain chocolate. I know. Okay. That's why both of those bars are mine. Well, for sure, I want to try... It. Yeah, it's fine. You know. <laughs> for sure, I want to try the Smarties. Ooh, there's a parent's day coming up. Mars bars. Yep. I haven't had a Mars bars in a long time. I haven't ever had a Mars bars. Really? Never. Okay, well, we got to do that then. Okay. That's definitely a go. All right. There, I've I've selected your grab bag choices. Mars bars, and that's it? <laughs> Mars bars and Smarties. Oh, do the and Smarties. Smarties. Yeah. Okay, that's it. And then what's the crispy crunch? I don't know. Okay. Looks like a Butterfinger. That's what I was thinking, but I have no idea. <laughs>